We don't lose ourselves in parenthood, but we do find parts of ourselves that we never knew existed. My name is Chris Bodie, and you're listening to Becoming a Great Dad Podcast. My people, my people, what is going on? What is going on? This is Chris Bodie. Again, I'm your host for Becoming a Great Dad Podcast. What is it about um, music, man, like that really... So if you have listened to the podcast, um, you know, prior to, you'll notice that I, do, that I don't really have an intro song. Um, I thought about just picking one, but I kind of wanted to be a little different. So you'll notice every every episode has a different intro. Um and outside of recording the podcast, one of the most painstaking things is having to sit <laughs> and try to figure out a good intro, um, kind of instrumental to play, right? I just I just played, and this is a very black podcast, unless you didn't notice, right? But I just played Baby. Uh, that was Quality Control, Little Baby. Probably somebody else on it. But, um, man, like, what is it about, like, music that just really just, like, you ever listen to something like I was just getting Burger King for Toya before the podcast and I was listening to something and it felt like I was skating on butter. Like that's the best way I could, you know, like describe it. Um, let me just, if I could just, 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 just before we get in, indulge me. Okay. Indulge me for two songs. y'all. Okay. Two songs. Indulge me. I'm going to play another song. Now I, I'm in my like mid thirties. Um, I do listen to rap and hip hop. Um, I do try to keep up with the younger music. Um, my kids help me out with that. Um, here's another one um, that I think when I hear it, that it just hits. Uh, this is um, this is Paddock with uh, Future and Lil Uzi Vert. 392 switch it out with a cat. I got a million right here on my lap. Bought a new spider to take out the plants. I stop on that 40, yeah, yeah, hit the gas. Rick on with pants, they late to relax. Crocodile Dundee does see on my hat. Alligator shoe on the pedal when I press it. Alligator shoe on the pedal when I press it. You know he stay vibe out and that is a fact. None of these girls got strings attached. I'ma get my blue cheese and I. Yo, when that, yo, when that beat come in, when that dun dun dun. Ooh, that thing nasty. Nice, nice. Alright, okay, one more. And trust me, if you are a first time listening to the podcast, we normally don't start off with three <laughs> with three musical selections. This is a Parenthood podcast, but I'm having a little fun tonight. It's late. I'm tired. Had a long day with the kids. So, um, hey, I'm just having a little fun. Trust me, we will get into the meat and potatoes of this. Um, I'm going to just play one more. And I will definitely admit I'm a Drake fan. Love Drake's music. Um, definitely loved. What was the last one, y'all? Not Scorpion, but now I'm drawing a blank. But this one is off of uh, Time Flies, right? And this is not the beginning of. I'm gonna I'm put you in like the mid end of the song, but just the just the beat and the breakdown. This is what I was listening to in the car. It makes you feel like you were skating on something. To you, but I'm still the same way I was when I came to you. Everything I have, what I had to exchange for you. Everything I've been through, I can't even complain to you. Wish it stayed the same for you. Sorry. I'm sorry. And, 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 and I'm 
outside in it. I'm, 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 I'm outside in it. I'm, 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 Maybe it's just me I'm being a podcaster, or maybe it's just me being uh, having an appreciation for audio now. But man, shout out to any producer, sound mixer. When he hit that, my, 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 my. Yeah, that was probably the only time you'll hear me trying to sing. Um, that just does something to me. But thank you all for bearing with me uh, um, through my playtime. Let's get right into the thick of things. So uh, once again, you are listening to the Becoming a Great Dad podcast, where our goal is to make dads uh, go from good to great. Um, first, let me make a shout out. Um, I think the previous episode, I announced the Great Dad Society uh, collection line. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do chrisabody.com slash store. Want to give a big shout out to my man, Ken. Uh, Kendrick Ashby, he was the first buyer on the store, bought two shirts. I appreciate it, Ken. Thanks for the support and love, man. Strength and honor to you. I really appreciate it. Um, but if you have not seen it yet, y'all, this is like the hottest collection for dads in 2020. Wait, 2021. Sorry. Uh, guys, you want to have this. Ladies, you want to buy this for your dads, husbands, boyfriends, grandfathers, whoever. Check it out, please. ChrisABody.com slash store. So um, let's talk about the, the topic today. Um, I've been kind of sitting on this one uh, for a while. And um, we want to talk about co-parenting. But we're going to talk about co-parenting when it gets messy. And co-parenting... I mean, to me, I think it's a very or it's a fairly new term. Um, it's kind of broken down, you know, when you have two parents who, for example, or not married or uh, they don't live in the same house together uh, for whatever reason. Um, but they have to make decisions um, as parents together for um, a child or children. And I put a little plot twist on it because um, notice the end says when it's messy. Now, what does that mean when it's messy? Well, personally, I think a better word I could have probably used is muddled. You know, like when the water is murky. Um, but the but the question really is how do you how do you effectively parent your child if you have to parent with someone? Who, frankly, you dislike, um, you know, someone who has cheated on you, someone who hurt you um, or for whatever reason, the two of you simply just could not continue a relationship. Now, let me kind of set the stage for you. Um, and, you know, normally now, again, right, the key word is normally um, a co-parenting situation happens when, you know, say, you know, you've been married and you've gotten a divorce, but you maybe have had kids during the marriage or, you know, let's say you're a boyfriend and girlfriend, but the relationship went sour and you had a kid during that time. Um, let's even say, cause Hey, this, this does happen. You know, you had a fling, you had some good couple nights and 
Now you have a kid with somebody that you really didn't plan on having a kid with. Um, you know, the majority of of those scenarios come down to to relationships that couldn't continue for whatever reason. You know, sometimes it happens through divorce, sometimes through breakup. Um, now, let me just pause for a second and say uh, there are parents and couples um, who, you know, have a healthy co-parenting team. Right. Um, you know, they were together. They split apart and they're able to make it work. That does happen. Right. I actually follow um, someone on Twitter um, and follow her for a while. Her and her ex-husband uh, have two daughters and they have a really great relationship. It's very healthy. Um, but, you know, that's not always the case for a lot of us. You know, what happens when through, you know, hurt or betrayal or infidelity or divorce, you now find yourself required. And that's a heavy word, y'all. Required means you must work with a person that you dislike. And maybe that feeling is so strong because I, you know, use the word dislike. Maybe you hate them. You know, how do you work through those things in the best interest of the child? So let me give you some some background on me. Um, I have a son. His name is also Chris, Chris Jr. We call him Munch uh, from a previous marriage, uh, also called CJ. His name is CJ, too. Um, but. His mother and I were married for a couple of years. Um, actually, we had him before we got married. Um, you know, and we had been together for a while. And, you know, I thought that the next best step for us was to get married. Um, and we got married. And to make the story simple, you know, she cheated on me. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like in the movies where it's kind of like, oh, my God, like, I caught you in a bed with someone. I don't know. It was um, the best way I could describe it is that um, she got an idea that was planted in her head. You know how when we're young and we have responsibilities, we think, oh my God, like I missed out on being young and being free and being able to party and being able to just live my life and just do me you know she got that idea in her head now where that idea came from who knows okay but and this is also a testament to just how powerful ideas are and how we must make sure that um we check them at the door that idea was a seed and that seed got planted in inside of her and just like any seed that gets planted, if you allow it the right soil, the right water, the right sun, it will grow. And you have some seeds that grow and blossom, fruit and vegetables and beautiful flowers. And you got some seeds that blossom weeds. And in her case, you know, that idea, that seed blossomed into a weed. Um, and we got married real young and I'll be the first to say this right I say this a lot that you know I was not 
the perfect husband. Uh, you know, I was young, I was driven, I was ambitious, but um, I can definitely say now, you know, being older looking back, I was a tad bit controlling. Um, I was definitely a little brash, was definitely selfish. Um, you know, I had some character flaws that I needed to work through. So I'm not putting, you know, I'm not putting all the blame solely on her, but I will say this, her, her actions from that idea and actions from that seed really led to our ultimate demise. And so now I was in a situation where, and, you know, quite frankly, um, I truly hated her. Uh, and it was a very painful process. And just to add some context to the story, we were actually together um, for like 10 years before we had got married, right? So like 10 years, we were together for like 10 years before we got married, married for a couple of years. Um, so, you know, just on top of the divorce or maybe underlying, there was a sense of, you know, like betrayal and hurt just on a whole different level, you know? Um, and I tell you this because I think I made, and I say this, I think in in season one, well, not season, sorry, season one, but I think in the first episode I, um, that I want to try to be transparent with you guys uh, to let you know that um, I talk the talk and I have walked the walk, right? I'm not just saying this from something I have read. I have actually all the stuff that I try to give you advice about, I have actually been through it myself. Um, and so when I say messy, I mean, you know, I did not like her. I did not want to talk to her. I had a great deal of resentment and, um, and bitterness and, and frustration and anger. Um, but I still had to communicate with this person and make decisions with this person. And to make it worse, our households, now that we had separated, really had completely different cultures. And that even made raising Chris even more difficult during that time. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Chris, look, you know, it sounds like what you really need to do, man, is like, look, just forgive her and you all can be cordial for Chris and you know, you and your wife and she and her husband can band together for the goodness of the cause, um, you know, which would be Chris having two families who love him. Um, and, um, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this, um, you know that sometimes it's just not that simple, you know, um, uh, and, and I mean, and to me, I go back again to the word muddled, you know, um, there were some things that were said. There were some actions that were done that really fractured any type of relationship that either one of our families could have had with each other. But what I did know as a father, as his father, um, no matter what the issue is, I had to continually, and as much as I messed up and did wrong, um, I continually had to step up to the job because, like, I did not just want to just go and leave and say, you know what, I'm done with this. I had this kid and I had to do what I had to do. 
And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Chris Bodie, and I'm your host on Becoming a Great Dad podcast. I'm so excited to announce our new merchandise line called The Great Dad Society. The Great Dad Society is a signature collection of t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, mugs, and mores. And this is all made for dads. This is apparel that any father would love to have, and it makes a great gift for the dad in your life. Feel free to check it out on my site, chrisabody.com slash store. That's C-H-R-I-S-A-B-O-U-D-Y dot com slash S-T-O-R-E. Again, that's the Great Dad Society Collection. Check it out today. So this is not really... um this is not really a uh, a do's and a don't list. Uh, it may sound like that, but what what this is is this is my experience of things I've learned over the years. Um, and I'll be honest, y'all, I learned <laughs> pretty much all these things the hard way, right? Um, but I want to share this with dads who are currently dealing with this scenario. Um, I am kind of, and if I could say this, maybe on the mid tail end of it, you know, things have gotten better. And I say that um, a tad reluctantly, if you could hear my voice, just because I don't really know sometimes. But these are my kind of like, you know, the do's and the don'ts. And I'll kind of go in depth in each one um, to give you more information. But the one don't that I will give any dad, um, and really anybody, because to be honest, this this advice can go both ways, right? Um, just don't walk away. Just 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 don't give up, right? I know, um, I know it's very hard. Like if you're a man and you're dealing with a woman and a child's in the middle, I know there is um, there's this thing where we can be like, you know what, man, I'm going to throw my hands up. I ain't got time for this because a lot of the stress is coming from her and from child. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that stress at all because a lot of times we don't even know how to communicate what we want to say. And we throw our hands up and we walk away. Don't do that. Always remember, like, that kid needs you. Like, you don't even got to be a great that they just need you in their life. The fact that you're around and in their life and showing up and trying is going to pay dividends. So whatever you do, just don't walk away. Don't give up. And so now let's talk about the do's. Um, and the first one is um, for us guys, make sure you shut the window. And that's a euphemism. And what I mean by that is you got to remember you know, you have been intimate with this person. You know this person. You guys have some type of history, even if it's a couple of, you know, good nights, right? And so what happens is, you know, one of those people tries to leave the window open to be like, hey, maybe I could slide back in and maybe we could be a family and maybe I could slide back in to a relationship, Right. You got to shut that window and shut that window tight and make it be known. No, there's no, no, 
There's 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 no round robin. There's no coming back into this, especially if you if like in that scenario, if you have a child and then you get a girlfriend or wife, now you really got to make sure that window shut because you don't want your wife or girlfriend to think, wait a minute, is there like does he really want, you know, like that? Like, is there a window of opportunity? You know, for that to come back through a window. So you got to shut that window tight. I got these windows where you can shut them and they have two locks at the top. <laughs> shut them thing. Lock both locks, fellas. Lock them. Click, click. Okay. Um, the other thing, too, is um, make sure that you have proper representation and documentation so that you can really have access to your child. Um one thing I was very fortunate to do early on was, and I didn't do it in a mean and negative way, but I went out, I got a lawyer, so, you know, we could really have a real frank discussion without, you know, people getting angry or not about like, hey, this is how I would like to set up things for Chris, for you be able to see him, I be able to see him equally and make it equal across the board, you know, and make sure you have. And if you and so like, for example, there were a lot of things that we were able to agree to without a lawyer, you know, like on what days and weekends we have him. And also on the holiday schedule, have that stuff written down. Don't be afraid to document that. Type it out, get it signed, um, all that stuff. The other thing I would recommend that as the father, you want to try to lay down the ground rules first. And part of that is part of it, I think, is just a little psychological. And here's what I mean by ground rules. Right. So going back to my earlier statement, ground rules would be like um, like, hey, um, on Thanksgiving, um, I'll have him from one to five and then I'll drop him off at five thirty so that you're so he could be by your family from six to twelve. Right. And let him just sleep over by you that night. Right. Or whatever or whatever vegetation or custody things. Right. I've seen that as the father, if you are proactive and if you make the recommendation first, um, as the mother, they'll go, OK, OK, all right. Now, I'm not saying that always happens. Um, there are some people out there that are just vindictive um, and this can be man or woman. Right. And who will play hardball. Right. That's why you got to go back to the last thing and have proper representation. Right. So the lawyer can play hardball. But it's always best. And I've seen this in the court's eyes, too, that if you guys can come to an agreement. So if you can be the first one to say, look, this is what I think that would work and something that would be fair and equal. Right. There's a better chance of it not being a long, drawn out battle. Uh, the other thing, too is also setting boundaries. Um, and like I said earlier, you, and you know, I mean, and going back to my thing, right? We had been together basically 10 plus years. Okay, so, you know, my family and her family, 
were intertwined. Then we got divorced. And what I did a horrible job at for many, many years was not setting boundaries, right? Of like, hey, hey, no, 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 you can't, you know, you can't call me during these times. Um, You should not be texting me about stuff that is not pertaining to our child. You can't just show up at my house for various reasons. I did not set boundaries with her or the family. Um, You know, the other thing, too, is that you really got to focus on and because your kid will be in two different households, the child will eventually at some point in time gravitate to one culture of the house more than another. So you want to be the one to establish the culture in your house. I have an episode that's that talks about how to establish the culture in your house. I, I forget what number it is. Um, but you can go back and listen to it. But I was very proactive in establishing the culture in my house. And I'll give you something very simple, right? Um, you know, like in our household, uh, if you are above, you know, like 10 or 11, um, we have a schedule of which kid wash dishes. Um, and they are required to wash dishes and sweep and do certain chores. Um, they have bedtimes. Um, there are certain expectations that we have of them, right? That's part of our culture. And just in talking to his mother, I learned that, you know, the culture over there was a little bit more lackadaisical. Um, and you could think like, oh man, like, I don't want to be like the parent who's like, who, had, who you know, who, um, uh, who makes the rules. Here's the thing, y'all. Kids need structure. Kids actually crave structure and discipline. So don't feel like you're going to be the not fun parent. You can definitely do fun things with them, but you still have to have a culture in your house um, and set that early on. Because, I mean, keep in mind, I mean, you know, you and the mother are not opponents, per se, or not enemies. But again, um, you know, you want to be the one as the leader and the father in his or her life to set the example and you want to set it first. Uh, the other thing is, is um, that if you have that, if you have a mate or if you get remarried, like for a while I was single with Chris and then, then you remarried. Um, uh, listen to your mate and listen to your spouse. Um, they can give you an outsider's wisdom and insight. This was something else that I messed up with, you know, for a while. You know, Toya would give me insight and advice. And and, and here's something that I'm just realizing, right, is that I would always kind of buck against her insight. And the reason why is because I think I viewed that I thought she looked at me like if Chris was deficient in some area, like let's say he didn't keep his room clean, right? I thought she looked at me as I was a bad dad. But that wasn't the case. She was just saying, hey, baby, I see something you don't see. I want to help you before it runs amok. And let me tell you, if Toys listening to this right now, she's probably chuckling because she's probably thinking, boy, you let a lot of stuff run, run amok. <laughs> so 
that proves my point that you know I you know I didn't listen all the time, y'all, and I did things the hard way. Um, the other thing is be crystal clear with your communication. And I'm going to say, plus, have it documented. And in this day and age, we have text messaging. Um, that's your documentation right there. Um, I know even there are even some courts and some families who have a specialized texting app where you have to text the parent through that app so that the court can, you know, can see those communications. But whatever the case is, like, be crystal clear with communication and have a document. I'm giving an example why, Okay. And this recently happened. I forget what holiday this was for. Um, It may have been. Oh, you know what? I think it might have been for Chris's birthday, actually. Yep, his birthday is in December. Okay. So here's what I mean by be crystal clear with communication. So um, Chris was. uh, Chris was with me on day of his birthday. Right. And his mom, so I text her and said, um, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing a paint and sip thing with Chris, um, um, you know, around. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I told her I was going to be doing a paint and sip thing with Chris. I didn't tell her the time. And I said, I'm going to have a small little get together at my house at six. You know, my family. And she said, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to at least pick him up for lunch at 12 so we can have lunch together. Right. I great. So the plan was that, OK, she pick him up for lunch. They go out there, have lunch together. She drops him back to me. We do paint and sip. And then I have a small little gathering for him at my house at six. And here's where the issue came up with. Right. She came at like 1130, which is fine. Picked him up for lunch. 1230 pass, 130 pass, 230 pass, right? The party's for six. It's now 330. So I'm like, hey, I got I need to get him back so we can do the paint thing in the house, clean that up, and then get ready for the party. And so she was like, Oh, well, I had took him out to do something else. Now here is the contention point, right? And this is what could claw. You know, this is what could cause flare ups and flare ups as in like, you know, fussing, fighting, anger. I said, well, you only told me you were taking them to lunch. You didn't say anything about after lunch. Right. And then she told me, well, you didn't say any. You didn't give me a time that you were doing a painting step. You just said that you were having something at your house at six. In that situation, you know, who's to blame? And to be perfectly honest, I mean, nobody. We, the both of us just did not communicate properly and just not add that one little nugget. Had she told me she wanted, you know, to do something else, I would say perfectly fine. I would have nixed the pain idea or pushed the pain idea back earlier. Had I told her something, she would have known. But that's what I mean by crystal clear. So there's no if and I didn't say butts about it. Um, the other thing, fellas, is we got to know our pressure points. You got to remember that woman who you were with, she knows you. She knows what buttons to press. <laughs> she knows them. 
Um, I'm going to tell you one of mine that they did a lot. And I don't know if you have this too. If you do, just shake your head. Yes, I can't see you or hear you, but just say, yes, Chris, I understand it. Here's my thing. I, it boils me. And I mean 400 degrees, okay? Juvie, boil. If I text you a whole bunch of stuff and you text me back K, period. Y'all. Yeah. If I text you a bunch of stuff and you text me back K, period. And this is why that's a pressure point in my Because I feel like, wait a minute. So you couldn't even text me back okay? Like, I'm not even worth the extra O-A-Y. Like, all right, all right. I'm going to jump through this phone and K you. But that was back in my younger days. I have grown up now. I'm okay with that. Um, You know, but again, that seems super simple. But like, that used to be a pressure point for me to be like, you know, for me to just click out, you know. And so we have to know our pressure points so that we don't let somebody else stress us out. And then we take that stress and bring it into our own household, which I was also doing. Um, I got three more and we're almost done. Okay, we're getting close. All right. Um, Don't be afraid to talk about your expectation with other people coming around. And so, for example, um, you know, I'm a pretty involved dad. I mean, my kids are doing something. I'm right there, right? Chris wasn't Cub Scout. I was eventually Cup Master. You know, Heaven was in cheerleading. Well, guess who was a cheer dad? <laughs> this guy, okay? And when Tato do something at his school or when Bina do something, guess who's going to be? Uh, uh, Chris started playing baseball when he was eight. Guess who was a coach for four years straight? That's right. He got two thumbs and I'm pointing to myself. Okay. So I'm a pretty involved dad. And 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 this guy she was with um kind of start he started to do dad like stuff. And so my thing was that, you know, um that was okay to a point, right? And my thing was that like I was afraid at first to say like, hey man, like I wanna be the one as his father to do those dad like things for him and with him. I'm not saying you can't love him or do things with him, but like there are some moments and things that I want to be able to do because I am his father, right? Don't be afraid to talk about your expectations um, either to her so she can relay them to him or to him directly. Um, the other thing is that decisions have to be made and this is something I heard that they said in the court one time, and it makes perfect sense. And this is something that you can always fall back on. Decisions have to be made in the best interest of the child. Right. And sometimes you're going to have to give up. Um, sometimes you're going to have to give up some 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 time, you know, if I mean. And like, for example, sometimes with sometimes when it's my weekend with him, She'll text me like, oh, hey, it's his sister's birthday Saturday. Can he come over Saturday? Sure, go ahead. You know, I don't want to get into a whole argument about, well, this is my time with him. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, that's his sister. That's his family, too. Go ahead. I'll sacrifice that day. And, you know, that's in the best interest of him to be able to spend time with his family. 
And then this, honestly, y'all, this is the last one. And this probably is the most important one of all of them. Seek help uh, to heal and understand that the healing process is a journey. One thing that I did not do is that I waited a very, very long time to start my healing process. And that really hindered me. I wish I would have started the healing process early, early, early on. But, I mean, it is a process. You have to heal. And let me put this in in, in terms <laughs> that men uh, understand, right? Um, I like football, right? I like football. And I know I have listeners who are overseas. So I'm talking about, you know, American football. But it don't matter. We could talk about baseball, soccer, or football, right? Here's the thing. Um, the quarterback for the Saints uh, is Drew Brees, okay? Drew Brees got hurt this year. When an athlete gets hurt, they sideline themselves or the team sidelines them. They have to go off and they have to heal. That healing is a process, and when they're close to being healthy or 100%, they then step back out on the field. Now, they can stand on the sidelines and watch and participate, but they definitely give themselves time to heal. Right? That's in the physical realm. And guess what? The same thing has to happen in the emotional and mental realm. What happens when an athlete, if in the physical realm, they get hurt, and then they jump back out right there and they don't heal up properly. It's going to be some bad consequences. And, and, and that's, that's what I did not do. I, I, I broke some ribs and punctured some stuff. And I just taped myself up and say, I'm going to be good. You know what I mean? As men, we think, I don't need to talk to nobody. We think, yeah, we do. Yes, you do. Okay. So, just to kind of put it in terms that we understand, like we have to heal and it is a journey and a process to do that. So I'm sure you're probably wondering after I shared all of this intimate detail with you. Um, and really, it's funny because I've never shared <laughs> that much before of that situation. Um, you're wondering, so how is it now? Like, What is it like now? And honestly, um, I can say that for me personally, it took me about 10 years of of messing up to finally turn the corner around. Um, and like I said, it took that long because um, all the items, I think it was like 11 items that I talked about, I did them all wrong. Everything I told you about, I pretty much did the opposite. Let me go back to my list. Like if, Like, for example, one of them was set boundaries. I didn't set boundaries. One of them was be crystal clear. I wasn't crystal clear. One of them was listen to your mate. I didn't listen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One of them was seek help. I wasn't seeking help. Okay. So like that's a prime example. Um, and and that's why it, it, it took me so long. But I can say that that she and I have finally gotten to a point, I think, where um, we've kind of turned the corner Um we can communicate without people exploding. We can have a difference of opinion and still come to agreement. Um, and 
we cannot like something that somebody else said or did it and we could address it with each other without it being a character attack. Right. So without being, uh, well, if you want to done this, you know, like, you know, so we've gotten to that point. And in in and trust me, I, I'm talking about this topic um, and sharing so much because I know that a lot of men um, are, you know, that they go through emotional and mental stress because of this. Um, and for me, you know, what's happening was that I was taking this stress back into the, my household, back into my marriage, and it really was not doing anyone a lick of good, as we say. So our action item this week, um, you know, fellas, you know, look, uh, you know, maybe you're not going through this situation, right? But if you know a dad that is, man, look, send him the episode, tell him to listen. I hope this helps somebody. And even if you are going through it, um, your action item, I would say, look, go back and listen to those 11 items I talked about and really think like, man, like, am I really doing all 11? Where are some areas I could like really focus on and do better at? Or what am I doing well right now? Um, and how and like, how can I continue? I think, again, right, the 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 main thing is that man, you got to continue that healing process. Um, what I learned about the healing process is you're going to have some highs and lows. You could feel like you forget, you know, like you forgave the person healed and then the next day hate their guts. Right. That's perfectly fine. Right. But it is a long, long, arduous journey and process. I've been there. I understand. Oh, so that was that was a lot to get out. Um, that was definitely a little therapeutic for me as well, too. So um, I am actually recording this episode uh, not in the studio, um, but actually in my closet. I'm trying to see if I can get some better acoustics, some better sound. Um, and guess what, y'all? Next month is February, okay? And here's the thing. Normally, I would come out with uh, two episodes a month. I'm going to actually try to push out four because last night I had a lot of great topics. Um, I am going to try to talk about um, different things next month and... Uh, related to fatherhood and dads around black history. Um, I'm going to talk about how to teach your kids about black history all throughout the year. I'm going to talk about, you know, showing your kids love on Valentine's Day. I'm going to, um, um, I really want to highlight uh, black fathers in black history who do great things. Um, I even had an idea of uh and I'm still trying to chew on um the uh the title but it's like uh be a great dad and be a great lover. And fellas, this is like look, you know, you can be a great dad but don't forget about the missus. And so that's going to be an episode you definitely uh don't want to miss. We ain't going to get to nothing crazy, but look, I'm going to tell you what we can do to make sure on all fronts if you get my drift, right? that we are a great father, a great husband, a great uh, brother, son, a great lover, all that good stuff. So again, thank y'all for listening um, to me. Always appreciate 
uh, the people out there. Don't forget to go to my site, Chris. Um, sorry, it's Chris A Bodie C H R I S A B O U D Y dot com slash store. Check out the Great Death Society podcast. I'm sorry, the Great Death Society store. Um, and this podcast is on all the major platforms. Share it, listen to it. I'll be back in February with a lot more. Till next time, y'all.